joining. Food lovers everywhere. You're listening to On the Menu with Dan and Peter Hay. And, uh, and shortly, I guess, we'll be able to go back to our original intro, which says, um, Good morning, diners and travelers, because I think we're opening up. Some places, however, more than others. We're going to take a first look at a place that's, um, that's in, in trouble, shall we say, in big trouble. Uh, yeah, I know. there isn't a big enough word. No, to, there's not a big enough to de- word. To describe what the situation is like in the subcontinent of, of India with its billions and billions of people and no food, no drink, no vaccines and people from all over the world trying to help. Well, so we, at the top of everybody's list, if somebody in the industry um, helping, you have to say, you have to look at Jose Andres, who um, I'm happy to say is a long-time friend of ours, and his World Central Kitchen uh, is right there in India trying to, to get food. He's I don't know how he does it. He's like everywhere. And uh, last time we saw him, he was back from a stint where he had talked so much and instructed people so much and shouted so much that he'd lost his voice altogether. Which is an unusual challenge. Which is for, for somebody who talks as much as they does. But anyhow... Um, well, we, 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 were, we were not surprised exactly. We, we, no. were made, we were made aware of the activity going on from around the world to help in India from our first guest in today's program, who you'll you'll meet in just a moment. But for those of you who are interested in the possibility of exploring ways you can make a contribution to help in India, there is an umbrella organization that that, uh, Harry recommended, and it's giveindia.org, not .com or .in. So if if you feel the need... To know more and, about and, what's and happening. Jose's um, website is also wck.org. And, uh, that stands for World Central Kitchen. Right? Yes. And they're both there. And you have to watch out to make sure that uh, requests for money and donations are legit. And these two organizations and them uh, are legit. Um, we no, talked, no what question. got us on um, talking about Indian food was that we interviewed Chef Harry Nayak, who's the chef for um, a business called Cafe Spice that uh, was a um, brick-and-mortar place and is now uh, not a brick-and-mortar place, right? No, now it's making take-out, take-out meals. Well, and it's, you can... It's a, comm- it's a commissary, but it's an independent commissary. Right. Serving people as... Little people like Whole Foods and people like that, trying to make sure that, that they have a variety of products from the subcontinent of India available to, to patrons in their restaurant. So, well, listen to Hari Nayak, and uh, he'll stir up some interesting thoughts in your head about how you can participate in society today. Okay, love. Yeah, well, we're talking to um, Hari Nayak, and he is with he is the chef at uh, Cafe Spice, um, which is define what the business is. Would you, Harry? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Cafe Spice is a, a family-owned business started uh, um, more than 20 years ago um, by our founders, Sushil uh, Malhotra, who started his business uh, in the restaurant business in the early uh, 90s. He uh, started one of the finest Indian restaurants in New York City called Dawat, and then uh, later moved on to a quick service a fine casual brand called Cafe Spice. It started as a restaurant company, uh, a very successful one in New York City. And uh, from then, um, the company moved on to um, more into prepared foods. We created a commissary. Um, by default, um, the Whole Foods Market uh, in Columbus Circle wanted to start an Indian food program, and they they partnered with Cafe Spice to create Indian meals for their hot bar. And that's how it all started, from restaurants okay. to it's where it is now. Uh, we are almost in all, parts, all, all the whole food stores around the country, most of the regions. So we are uh, now um, not a restaurant anymore, but it is more of a uh, – Cafe Spice has become more of a – and one of the finest uh, Asian meal programs around the country. Yeah. Well, it certainly Good. is. But it's, you Good. came to our attention when um, I read that that you got, got a silver Sophie, which is like a, an Oscar in the food world. That, that's right. We are, um, there are two awards that we received in tw- uh, this year. Um, and the entree and prepared meals category for um, one of the best newcomer that is the Persian rice and pomegranate a walnut chicken that's a which meal and also sample. the yeah. which you did and also the the chicken tikka masala yeah that uh, the, it is one of our most popular dishes yes I think I think we I think we may have gone to the the restaurant that starts with a D. Going going back a number of years, and, and there was a lady called Manhir Jaffe or something like that who had a restaurant almost next door. Madhur um, Jaffe. Madhur Jaffe, yes, that is. Madhur Jaffe uh, was uh, one of the consultants, and uh, during the the, the Dawat days of the, the founding restaurants for Cafe Spice, yes, she used to be the menu development partner and uh, uh, creating the menu uh, for uh, the salad, uh, which was the beginning of Cafe Spice. Yeah, well, she's an amazing woman. She was uh, an actress, right? Yes, actress. Um, uh, she brought, you know, Indian cooking to the mainstream in the West, uh, right from the U.K., through television, her television shows, her books are some of the most popular Indian cookbooks today in the market. Yeah, um, yeah she she was. She's a wonderful person. We've interviewed her. Yeah, and she's a great person. Very yeah. very modest. You know, when you think of how she she single handedly introduced uh, sophisticated Indian cuisine to uh, all around the world, huh? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. She is one of. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of her books. She inspired yeah. me to write some of my books, um, uh, my Indian cookbooks, yes. Yes, and you have a number of cookbooks out, right? 
Yes, I have uh, written about seven cookbooks. Uh, wow. Yeah, till now, yes, all all about um, Indian cooking, but some of them are um, one of them that had that's very popular as a modern Indian cooking in 2007. Um, yeah, it was named uh, the best one of the best cookbooks uh, of the season by LA Times. So that kind of put me in the map to uh, uh, to create something different than uh, in what I'm doing today. Well, now you, we've been eating um, your your, your meals um and uh, they are different explain to us what you're doing with the uh, traditional indian cuisine i think what we are trying to do at cafe spice and me as as a chef is trying to um, make more people aware in the west in america that this uh indian cooking does not have to be uh, it's it's stereotypically perceived as heavy oily and something that's not good for you. And we are trying to change that, that Indian food is more more to it than, you know, just um, we are, our dishes are uh, very healthy because of the spices that we're using. We use some of the best ingredients. Um, it, it, it's flavorful. It's all about flavors, how we use the spices in the right way. It's not not just spicy. It's a flavorful dish that's good for you. It's wholesome, using uh, the best, highest quality ingredients. That's how we create meals. And I think uh, being in the Western, uh, being in the U.S. for the last half my life, um, I try to use a lot of my experiences as a chef in the Western world to create dishes, the cooking techniques, uh, to create a, a, a product that's appealing to the Western world. So, so you you were a chef before you were anything else? Uh, yes, I have always been in a chef coat as far as I remember. I came to uh, America in 96 to go to a cooking school in upstate New York at the Culinary Institute. And, um, so yeah, you were at the I've CIA? Oh, wow. Uh, yes, I was at the CIA, yes, yeah. Now, did we and, have uh, the culin- Yeah, go, go ahead, sorry. Did we ever interview you about any of your cookbooks? I, I think we have. No? I think, yes, you have. And my second time, I think many years back, we, we spoke about my cookbooks. Right. Right. Um, I can always look that up, but um, and that's really neither here nor there. I mean, it, you would say that, that your food is generally lighter, healthier, and... Um, more modern than traditional. Yes, yes, it is. I would say you know it is um, Indian at heart, but I kind of try to experiment with uh, um, local ingredients that are probably not available in India. What's seasonal? What's uh, local? Uh, but very much Indian, um, using Indian spices the right way. A milder, healthier, and lighter, lighter approach to Indian cooking. And uh, lately, um, we have introduced a lot of dishes from uh, the southern part of India, uh, a new line of dishes with cafe spice, Um, more from the southern part, more from the coastal uh, parts of India, where um, uh, in 10 years back, all uh, we knew about Indian food was uh, the butter chickens, the samosas, and the naans. (laughs) I think people are more aware that there's more to Indian cooking than just that. I grew up in the South, so 
lately, um, um, whenever I make a menu or a dish, it has a lot of southern influence. Uh, coastal di- curries and uh, are much more lighter, and because we use a lot of uh, fresh coconut milk instead of creams, uh, a lot of uh, fresh vegetables. Um, that are just similar to Thai cooking. We make a curry paste um, in the south, add a little bit of coconut milk, uh, cashew paste is used. So there's, the food is much lighter, um, tropical, more uh, in the south. So I, we have started exploring more of the southern cooking um, uh, lately. Yeah. Now do, you, do you know our good friend, the late Floyd Cardoz? Yes. Very well. He yeah, was, was a mentor, and um, yes, I, unfortunately, yes. It uh, broke sad. my heart. Absolutely broke my heart to hear. It's, yes, absolutely. We all feel it. It's 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 really. Uh, he was uh, for me the pioneer of Indian cooking, a modern Indian cooking in New York. Not just in New York. It's all over America. He was the first to oh, yeah. put in modern Indian cooking on the map. And we all are, I was a student when he started, uh, I, I was a student at Tab, uh, Culinary Institute. When I graduated, he had the tabla, and we all looked up to him for what he was doing. And um, in some ways, we are all trying to continue his legacy in some way, whatever way we can. Let, let me tell you a little story about him that shows how modest he was, because he was he was always a runner-up at the James Beard Awards, I think one one year we were, we were there, and uh, for some reason it sticks in my mind that there were four. I mean, there were there were five certificates on the wall, all for runners-up in the James Beard Awards, New York City. And I said, Floyd, what what will you do if you don't win tonight? And he said, I'm going to take them all down. <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, you know, I haven't used his um, his um, his recipes that um, his wife helped bring to to market through a, a burlap and barrel. Have you used burlap them? and barrel? Yes, yes, I have. Um, I was lucky to that uh, um, Barca who uh, sent a, a package to me, and I have used them. It's amazing. It's just uh, really it's good, a huh? special to be using uh, his spices. Yes. We need to, we need to remind him to send us some love. He was going to send us some. Yes. He never did. Right. <laughs> or yeah. Um, well, you must be very pleased about this award. Give us some idea of what kind of significance it's going to to have business wise for you. I think it's always uh, as a. Um, a company who in, in the retail market, we always look forward to sending uh, the dishes that we create um, to this uh, to the panel at Sophie every year. We send. I think this is not the first time we have won. We have won in the past for our samosas, for our non sandwiches. So this 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 time um, it feels special because this is a new product that uh, our uh, R and D team uh, we have an amazing. Um, a research and um, R&D manager who uh, who created this product um, along with the whole team, uh, the pomegranate and walnut chicken. It's, it's That's a wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Persian uh, what, dish. 
There is a lot of similarities. I was going to say, it's the pomegranate that made me think of Persia, not India. Now, there's a lot of you know, uh, simil- similarities and a connection between Persia and India. There's a lot of dishes in northern India. Is, um, in, uh, it's, it's, it's inspired or uh, t- um, we, from, from, from Iran, the, like biryani, the samosas, they're all Iranian dishes. You know, we had the Mughals really? who ruled India, um, ruled India for many years. It's all uh, this comes from Persia. It's, um, we had the Mughal Empire who ruled India for many years. They, it, oh, right, they're right, all right. come from the uh, the Persian descent. So we have in India the biryani, the samosa. They're all influenced by Persian cuisine. Um, and pilau, what we call pilaf, it, it's from Persia. And so there's many dishes. Actually, some of the uh, what we call staples of Indian cooking are in, influenced by Persian cooking. And this, there's a lot of similarities. Um, the Persian rice, uh, it's a saffron rice uh, with a lot of herbs um, and crispy onions. It's, uh, it's, it's very similar to the pulao that we make in India. Um, uh-huh. And then the pomegranate walnut chicken, the base of it, the spices that we use, uh, the cumin, the coriander, um, and paprika and turmeric uh, with walnut cream uh, and a little bit of pomegranate molasses. What makes this dish? It's a, a similar techniques of cooking an Indian uh, Indian curry. Um, it's it's amazing to see the similarities of these two cultures. Right. Um, I guess that you're probably um, suffering through. Um, sadness over what's happening with the COVID virus in India right now, huh? Yes, it's uh, devastating to hear every day in the news. We just, um, it's, it's, it's amazing what's happening there. It's, uh, my parents are there. We are just worried for oh, them. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, it's, I hope uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, it'll all pass by. We're raising um, in different ways. We are trying to raise money and awareness through various sources. Jose Andreas's uh, World Central Kitchen is doing something oh. in India right now. So, I mean, He's whatever wonderful, we could do. Jose. Yeah, we are. Yeah, he is. He's there whenever there's a need. He's his team yeah. and his uh, organization is there on the ground, and they're in India right now. Oh boy! Well, they certainly need somebody like Jose Andres at this point. Um, well, I mean, is there any place that our listeners could contact if um, they want to find ways of helping? I think uh, there is a foundation that uh, comes to my mind. It's called Give India. These are all verified sources. Um, it's uh, Give India. Um, I think um, there's, I think, on the Instagram pages at Give India. There's, you could donate there. Um, it's a verified source. We've been promoting that um, through our company to promote that. There are various sources. I think uh, a few of the verified ones I can uh, think of is Give India, and Jose Andres is doing um, meal programs. And on his website, there's a, a link for donation. What What is your website? My personal website? Well, um, I'm, what would be the, the best resource for our listeners 
to get more information about uh, those Cafe Spice uh, and, um, and and the uh, ways of helping out the virus pandemic in India. Yeah, it's uh, cafespice.com um, is the website for the company. And uh, uh, the and the donation page for the nonprofit organization Give India it's uh, it's giveindia.org. Okay. Org. Okay. Sweetheart. D- dot yes. org. Can you, can you can you jot down make sure we have org? What what could you do it again for me, Harry? Giving. I'm sorry. G i v e give India. I n d i a dot org. Okay, I got that. We can include that in the information about the yes show. Absolutely, well, yeah. There's a lot, not a lot of uh, trusted, verified sources. I think uh, this is one of them. Right. I guess the, nowadays everybody gets on um, such anything happens. There's there are a million scams out there, so you have to do what yes. to trust. And you're going to vouch for this one. Um, yes, we'll include that information on the program announcement. Well, Ari, we've enjoyed talking to you. We've enjoyed uh, your cooking. Um, it's very, it, it's very clear, clean. I mean, it, I think that it's um, it's exactly the right direction to take Indian cooking at this point in time in our our development. And this is after Ed and Peter ate pomegranate. Chicken last night. Twice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, what else did you have? Anything we had else? Tiki, we had tiki masala for lunch today. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> we should send you more, uh, some of the newer dishes from the southern part of India. Well, the great. Hero's chicken. Yeah, I, hero's I remember when I, was, when I was doing restaurant reviews for Rusty Magazine, um, most of the restaurants, the Indian restaurants in town, were essentially northern Indian and everybody got so excited when this uh, uh, doctor, he was a, a, he did gastrointestinal um, things, and he opened, he was from southern India, and he opened an, a South Indian restaurant, and it was jammed. People really loved the change. So Yes, I think uh, people are, yeah, the dosas are popular, and that's oh, yes. one of the popular southern Indian staples, but yeah, more and more people are uh, venturing out to other regional regional cooking. We, uh, in America, we haven't even sca- scratched the surface of what Indian regional cooking is all about, but this, it's a good time. I think the next few years, it's going to be great for Indian uh, cuisine, and at Cafe Spice, all we are doing is using great ingredients, uh, um, high-quality ingredients, and cooking, uh, keeping it simple and cooking with love. That's what we do, and I think that's what shows. We and do we, it well, we, and, and your award we join, list is... Go ahead, Rabbit. We join, we join you in wishing the very best outcome possible for your family and your parents in particular, and uh, we just keep our fingers crossed for around the world to change to something like normality. Then thank you so much. Thank you, yes. It's... Thank you, Harry. Thank you for your time. It was great talking to you. Podcasting services for On The Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station, www.aspstation.net.
Welcome back. We're going to take a big jump now to uh, a, 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 I would say iconic at this point um, kitchen piece of kitchen equipment that's at the top of everybody's wish list. And we're talking about Vitamix. Vitamix is in its own league as far as the blenders go. And would you believe they're celebrating their 100th anniversary with a cookbook? And uh, we're going to be talking to the chef who uh, organized this cookbook and this tribute to Vitamix, Adam Wilson. Um, and it's, it's simply the Vitamix 100th anniversary cookbook. And it's, it's an incredible machine. And what a little bit of the flavor of the history of it, talking to Adam. <laughs> I don't, we still don't. We still don't have one. No, we don't. <laughs> just, just in case you're wondering if all if all of our pleas to, <laughs> to Chef Adam suggested that maybe maybe he could spare a small model. Never, never. Apparently, they just don't need to do that because it's such a popular device because because everybody knows it really works and. Uh, Lots of blenders, including the ones we own, that don't. So here's Adam celebrating the 100th birthday of Vitamix. Yeah, well, we're talking uh, to Adam Wilson, and um, who is a chef, uh, one of three chefs is at Adam, at yeah. the Vitamix. Yes, uh, the Vitamix Corporation here in Cleveland. Yeah, we, I manage our team for culinary, and so we have two other chefs and then a blending application manager um, who knows all about blending and ice and just random things. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this uh, I've always wanted a Vitamix, but I never, I don't really um, make a lot of uh, smoothies or soups or anything where I need it, so I've never actually operated one um, but uh, I certainly know about it is the preferred well elevated blender <laughs> but I didn't know of the chefs all around the world actually um, and it, this one is the Vitamix 100th anniversary cookbook and I guess I didn't really even realize it was 100 years old and and I found the outline of the history Absolutely fascinating. Uh, just can you give a sort of an elevator speech to our listeners of just how did it start? Yeah. So um, Papa Barnard, who is Jody Berg, our CEO, current CEO's um, great-grandfather, um, was a salesman back in the Depression. And during the time frame, you would start off and you would go, how can I eat fruits and vegetables during the winter and everything. And so things were canned. Well, at that point, the, the canning process didn't come up with a can opener, really. They, that was yeah, sort of a newer invention. Tell interest. me about that. That's so strange. <laughs> you, well, you'd I mean, use your knife. You'd use a pocket knife. You would use, you know, whatever knife well, you that's had. that's what the book of, says. I can't imagine yeah. how it would work. I, I don't know either. I, like in, in culinary, I remember when you didn't have your can opener, you definitely used your chef knife or, or a, a cheap chef knife. So I've done it plenty of times in a kitchen setting. Oh, really? But yeah, but uh, it's dangerous. And so yeah, I've never opener, done I've never even <laughs> yeah, attempted that. I, 
I don't recommend it at all, but the can opener was one of those tools that it was expensive for the time, but it had a purpose. It had the, it saved lives even and the like. So he started off by that trying to figure out how to get more Whole Foods and selling these um, gadgets. And then they were at a World's Fair and he saw a blender and he was like, you know what? This is a great tool to use to get more fruits and vegetables in my diet. You can puree. Yeah, they were uh, vegetarians apple. all along, right? Um, yeah, for the most part, the family's um, has led a whole food lifestyle. So, you know, the the more whole foods, the better. The the raw, the better too, um, because that's where the you know the nutrients comes from is the the eating of the the whole food. So, um, just a great healthy diet. Everybody knows like to eat more fruits and vegetables. We just don't do it, and so. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the Vitamix is a tool to get that. And so they started to sell this blender. And then in the 80s, like 40 years later, they were like in the point where they're like, you know what? We need to make our own. We we need to make the best blender because we know this is a great tool to get these whole fruits and vegetables. And so at that time, Jody's dad and his brother were um, president and Jody's dad was in engineering and created the blender um, that was officially a Vitamix made in Cleveland, Ohio. So from there, yeah, now, we, Peter asked me what separates the Vitamix apart from all the other blenders on the market. Yeah, so um, what happens is is the ability for the container and the motor and everything to work together to create like the silkiest smooth purees. Um, tough blends that other blenders can't do, so frozen desserts or um, really using like tough dates or whole cashews and really using those to create texture and flavor and intensify flavor. So that's really our core of what you know, we do. And We burned through a lot of blenders before I got a food processor <laughs> making yeah. pesto. And I remember <laughs> Peter, one time I... Um, uh, I broke it, I guess it was, and, and Peter went, and how much were they, like 20 bucks or something, but Peter thought he'd fix it. <laughs> so, so, so it, took, it took me all day to get the case off. <laughs> and then you decided to go pay the $20. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even know what I was working on was a case. <laughs> I, I remember it was an ugly dark green color. And uh, there, were various, really. there were various places where it seemed like if you screwed this off, you'd be, you'd be, you'd at least be moving down the road. Exactly. <laughs> t- t- turned out when you got the casing off, there was another casing underneath it. <laughs> well, so, yeah, but, so you know, <laughs> theor- theoretically, um, you could do many more things. And, and it's a combination of, of strength of the motor, power, essentially, and efficiency of the uh, design and construction. But they're also, um, I mean, the guy, uh, the uh, papa, um, was actually a crack marketer. I mean, he, he, I read in this book that he did the first infomercial on television. 
Yeah, so it's it's all about how to get to the the consumer to show them this tool. So our demonstration model, starting from that infomercial and from the family traveling throughout the U.S., like they had a, a motorhome that they would pack up and then take the machines and then go demonstrate this across the U.S. And so that demonstration, like to have a Vitamix and see it live and then taste the food that comes out of it, you just see these whole foods going in there and not really processed much, and all of a sudden this delicious tasting thing comes out, it sells itself. And so that has been the case throughout our history is how do we demonstrate this product in front of people to really get them. And the funny thing is is that our demonstrators don't demonstrate the product as much. It's the people that already have one will stop and watch the demonstration. And then that person is the, the person telling the others about, oh, this is what I use it for. This is how I use it. This is what, and so there's a whole conversation when this demonstration model comes about of how people love their Vitamix. It's part of their life and how they really use it to better themselves. And so that is us trying to build that relationship with the consumer, with that person that's using it and, and trying to be there for them. And so we back it up. We have 10 year warranties on most of our products. Um, well, you know what struck me is you have, uh, I couldn't remember the, the term for it, but you take old um, uh, um, Vitamixes and, and rehab them or what do you do with yep. them and sell them as something. Yeah, we refurbish them. It's, it's a great deal. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's sort of that inspection, like 24-point inspection. You know, our our repair team is looking at them, you know, verifying, you know, that there's not too many scratches or dents. Um, they look at the motor, make sure it's working, make sure it's high-powered. Um, they replace the container, so it's a new container. We're not giving you the same old container. Um, so, you know, it is basically a brand new working machine um, with, uh, you know, a, a long life warranty. And, you know, a lot of these are, you know, either somebody that purchased it and then returned it really quickly. You know, we don't refurbish anything that I think it's over three or three years. So it's uh-huh. not like you're, you're refurbishing a 1980 model. No, it's, okay. it's, a, it's a newer model that we do. So it's a, a very affordable option that's still the same the high quality that you're used to of getting a Vitamix. The other, the other thing you used to use the blender for, if you remember, was to make orange slushy. <laughs> I don't remember which, making which, orange which, which, which was a mixture of orange, frozen orange juice that came in that funny... That funny oh, right, now I remember, yeah. That funny cardboard carton, and then you would make it even colder by putting... Ice cubes in it. Ice cubes in it, and it would it would break a blender in just a very short amount of time. Yeah, but you know you can put ice cubes in a Vitamix and oh, not yeah. break the blender. Yeah, it, no, it chops I... up seeds and, and pits and all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. But now um, you you have a lot of these recipes in here are actually uh, submitted by users. Yes. You have a really strong community, don't you? Yeah. Um, you know, we just did a, a Facebook Live on our site, and um, we had over 700 people watching it live. Um, we had over, like, a 
13,000 people watching it. Um, our rewards program is almost 100,000 or over 100,000 strong. And so Jeez. these people are just sort of following us and, and using us to help them, you know, use their, their tool better to help them improve their lives. You know, the one how, story I how love. How many, first of all, these things last for a long time? Right. So, uh, I mean, this has to impact the number you sell. I mean, because you don't go through them that quickly, and and almost everybody puts them on a um, on their wedding list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, so uh, how, how do you keep growing? Uh, because the market's that big. Um, you know, there's a lot of blenders out there, and our blender does last longer, but the other ones don't. And so, as people use that blender and, you know, maybe purchase another one and purchase another one, all of a sudden they go, you know what, I use this a lot. I need to make the investment and yeah, get one you that different will last. models and, and yeah. they're more, some are much more expensive, not just minor, but much more expensive. And, I mean, your top of the line one is like, what, $400 or something. Here's the question everybody really wants to ask. How, how do you persuade people to pose behind their Oh, <laughs> that was my favorite promotion. <laughs> the, the, the Naked Chef promotion? <laughs> oh, God, I love that. <laughs> I, I mean, Jean-Louis Jean uh, Paladin yeah. was one of the first to do it. And yep. that, and then Nora in D.C. was her name, Nora. Uh, anyhow, and I said, whatever were you thinking? <laughs> Exactly. That that campaign, and that I, I have one of the calendars still here in my office. Um, yeah. That campaign is like folklore here. Like everybody like that comes in, all of a sudden hears about it, and they're like, what? People stood behind it naked? And you're like, yes, yes it was amazing. <laughs> um, we had – like, and those chefs volunteered. They were like jumping. Oh, like, I know. It was, it was yeah. a status thing for them to be picked to do it. Yeah. Now, I mean, you, you, to be honest, you had to remove the um, – inner of them because they were too heavy to hold over their privates you know <laughs> we, we've talked but, about reenacting it or re, redoing it sometime but we we just haven't pulled the trigger so well i never even saw the, the calendar and i thought that was the best marketing campaign i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> especially since i knew all these people closed you know yep you you remember we were at, we were at a restaurant in in San Diego. I think it, I think it was called Parallel Twenty Three or something like that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And the chef and, and the chef who was a petite young lady said she 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 was a poser if you like. To, I mean, is that is that is that the right word to describe someone who's been pictured naked behind their Vitamix <laughs> posers? <laughs> I would say they posed, yes. <laughs> oh boy. Well, now this this um, book uh, encompasses all these different recipes. You do a lot, obviously, of smoothies. Yeah. Um, it covers also a lot of the family history, uh, and it is family. Your current CEO is the the fourth generation and fifth CEO from this family. And, and so, listeners, you'll find out, even though everybody knows about Vitamix, you'll find out things about it that you never knew. Um, and, and then you have all these recipes uh, from the very obvious ones, smoothies and, and that sort of thing, 
uh, through to, uh, of course, dips, dressings, and, and you even do baby food, which I think is, is pretty good. There's nothing that does a baby food the way uh, Vitamix does. And then um, you even do pet food. Yeah. <laughs> you have things like um, dog biscuits, if somebody wants to yeah. splurge on their dog. They can do it Honest, honestly, that, that, that is a huge following for us, is people just doing these, these dog treats and pet treats. Oh and because, you know, a lot of people's, their pets are their family, and so they treat them just, you know, as I would my daughter. And, uh, you know, my <laughs> sister's dog, like, I think eats better than she does. Like, she's, you know, <laughs> cooking them up meals. And so, you know, using a Vitamix makes it easy, and all of a sudden you, you know where the food's coming from. And, and even in pet food, and even in real food, like we want you to know where your food comes from and we want you to know what you're eating. So that's like that whole food concept has played through the history of Vitamix and is an important thing that we want to continue to do in the future is how do we let people know, like it's a simple form, but how do we help to get people to eat more fruits and vegetables? Yeah. How do you eat soup in this? I, I'm not sure I understand how something with friction and what what is yeah. the deal. So it is the speed of the blades. So they rotate anywhere like twenty thousand RPMs, and so that speed and the stainless will start to heat, and that will heat the soup in about six minutes. So as well, what it, does it, it do to other things though? So like if you as long as you're blending a shorter period of time, you're not going to create as much heat. So that's that's why. So it's just the the length of time that you're blending, um, and then that friction just pulling it through the blades, and then that speed will heat it up. So you get a you get a serve serve safe soup in about six six and a half minutes. Hmm. Now frozen desserts, you still have to put something. And pour the the uh, liquid yeah. or the uh, into a freezer thing and freeze it. No, so you would have a base of liquid. So let's just say the strawberry yogurt freeze. It is in the one container. It's a cup and a half of yogurt, whatever yogurt you like, or whatever liquid. And then you would take a pound and a half of frozen ingredients, so strawberries. And then as you tamp it, what it's doing is it's starting to break down all those, and then it reforms into a soft like ice cream. So like all of a sudden at the end of it, when you blended it through, you can tip that container over and it won't fall out. And then you scoop out your scoop and then you have that really nice uh, frozen treat. Really? Yeah. So, so you that, don't have to freeze it. Exactly. Huh, amazing. Yeah. Maybe I'll regret not having tried this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a good one for, like, your kids. Like, you sit there and you're like, it's yogurt and it's frozen fruit. Like, you can have mm-hmm. this whenever you want as a snack. It's it's good for yeah. you. Right. Um, now, um, the um, – what are the – I mean, they're different grades and, and different levels. I mean, how does – one of the things that's always stopped me in my tracks is – not knowing what level I would want, considering that I wouldn't use it on a daily basis. Tell me about the different models. You you frequently update things, right? Yeah, yeah. So right now we have our Ascent and our... um uh, scent series, which is our highest end, and that has the bells and whistles. It's, it's got a more premium dial. You got programming and the like. And What's it called again? The Ascent series. 
Oh, that's right, the Asensu. Yeah. Okay. And, then, and how much do they cost? Um, somewhere Adam. in the range of 450 to 550 depending on the model. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. And then you have an Explorian series, which is sort of more of an entry level. Um, and with the entry level, you know, you, the bells and whistles are a little bit less. Um, it's still the same great blend. So you're, you're just, you know, it won't, you know, you won't get that brush stainless look or the flat matte look or whatever fancy look you're getting. And the dials are a little bit turned down and stuff, but you're still getting that premium blend. So, you know, depending on which way you want to go, you can, you know, move up the continuum to, you know, match your stainless pans or whatever, or you can just go in and go, you know what, I'm just going to start my journey off and get the, the, the more affordable one and see what I like about it and start blending. And, and you know, that ranges between 350 and 450 somewhere in that range based on where you would purchase and the like. And then for the 100th anniversary, we're coming out with a sort of more of a smoothie um, sauce blender that is, you know, simplistic use, a little bit smaller, and you, you are definitely a more affordable price to jumpstart your whole food blending. So, you know, getting that smoothie, uh, maybe it's a blender for your college student just going off to college, you wanted to get them something so that you know they can make their smoothies that they've had, you know, growing up. It's such a popular treat now that all kids, like, drink smoothies and drink you yeah, know, know. all those. So, <laughs> you know, you want to make sure that they can continue it because you want to continue that healthy lifestyle that they've picked up in high school and grade school and the like. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I sort of got uh, vibes about the similarity to Kellogg, where the health motive was the start of the whole thing. Yeah. The Kellogg cereal thing. Um, and there was the, the idea of being able to grind grains is a popular one now, too. Everybody's coming out with these new um, milled products. Yeah. So yeah, you've so. you got... You're right in on the trends. I'll, I'll tell you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's the fun part of my job. Like the the four of us in the kitchen, we're always like, we do have the best job here by far. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, it's just fun to experiment. So whether it's like just making a whole grain bread by grinding your own whole grains, um, or you know, going into those nut milks or oat milks. Like oat milk is probably one of the most popular things right now. And you can and they make can't it, even keep it in stock. Exactly. You know, um, it's in all the coffee shops now. And um, I've even seen ice cream bases that are based on oat milk. Um, so it is, oh, yeah. it is a huge popular trend. And, and if to we interviewed those people from that, the first company that came out with the oat milk. Yeah, they, were, they were from Sweden, right, Les? Yeah, and, and they, they never anticipated having such a response so that they couldn't keep up with the orders. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's, it is amazing how it's it's changed, and, you know, it is it, – it, I, I love it. Like, I put it in my coffee as much as possible. Um, oh, so you're a yeah, – uh, Yeah, I'm a – yeah. I, I don't have it at home. I just – whenever I go out, I just try to get it. I don't, I don't know why I don't have it at home, but – oh, that's I because – I feel as being sort of um, faithless to cows. <laughs> but you have a lot of these recipes. You use cashews, and that's a popular choice for these yeah. uh, for creaming things up. Um, yeah. I guess we we haven't really mentioned that not only um, are these 
vegetarian. Most of them are vegan, right? Recipes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is, you know, that that focus on the whole foods. How to how to utilize your blender, your Vitamix to pulverize these things, create hot soups, hot sauces, different um, breads, um, frozen desserts, smoothies. So you have plenty of things to look at and choose from. Um, there's a hundred other recipes for our hundredth anniversary, um, and just sort of you know simplistic. Even some of the the we, one of my favorite recipes is um, Jahangir, um, who is a chef out of New York City. Um, he owns a place called Graffiti, and um, oh, it's yeah, just a, graffiti. yeah, just a dynamite. Like he he is an amazing person and just so energetic. And uh, he he sent in a recipe for us, which was amazing for us. And he uh, it it just you know how do you make these just delicious simple meals um, with a burst of flavor, and, and the, the Vitamix as a tool does that for you. What, what are some of the more intriguing ingredients, things things that you wouldn't think of at all associated with a smoothie? Oh, so right now, yeah, there's a whole bunch of trending things. So, you know, ginger and turmeric, the whole ginger yeah, and right. turmeric are just super popular and so those functional foods that you think of like you know they're all the way out there but let me see what are a couple of our customer contact center so our customer service gets a whole bunch of calls so um shaga root um what is that it is um a a growth off of the side of a tree and i forget what tree it is but um it is um so it's like a mushroom that just goes off the side. So it's a woody mushroom on the side of a tree that um, people cut off and they turn it into a tea. And so um, we did get a question. Yeah, it it isn't very good, uh, but it's supposed to. It again, going back to that functional medicine, it's it's supposed to have all these health properties and the like. But it it does not taste good. I've tried it. Uh, but uh, they call up and go, hey, can we blend that in the Vitamix? And it goes, yes, you can. Um, let's see what else uh, is fun out there that people uh, – the avocado seed, everybody wants to know if you can blend that. Yes, you can. Well, yeah, now, they, why does everybody want to blend an avocado seed? I've read that. Yeah, so the the point is is that a lot of seeds are healthy. Um and but then once you get into pits, so like a cherry pit, do not blend a cherry pit. Um apple seeds, don't really blend those. Um so there's some that have uh, like, you know, you think sunflower seed, oh, it's great. And that so you're trying to thinking, oh, these seeds and these th- these pits are healthy and so some are and some aren't so you want to be careful and so we just follow the the recommendations by the experts so that national avocado um foundation does not recommend blending the pits from a health <laughs> and, um but the vitamix will puree it up so just yeah so it, you, you know those it, are, just you just wish you hadn't i guess <laughs> Uh, well, l- listen. Let's let's give um, our listeners the website because there's so much information on that website. Yes. And uh, and all kinds of uh, of uh, recipes and whatever and things that you never thought you needed to know but should. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead. It is Vitamix dot com and our, if you're doing Facebook or the um, hashtags, it's hashtag Vitamix. So keeping it nice and simple for everybody. 
great. And, and well, you are a great buy, spokesperson you, for this. Well, where do you buy? Where do you buy them? Do you? Uh, you can buy them in most places. Uh, Vitamix.com, you can purchase them, or um, any of the major retailers. Um, you know, Costco, Amazon, um, Williams Sonoma, Surlatab. There, we're all over. Well, well, it's been great. I'm glad that the book arrived in time. And okay. Well, yeah. Um, it seems like almost yesterday we were talking about. It was actually over a year ago, a year and a half ago, we were talking about uh, wrestlers shutting down and what that involved and and shifts in the, the markets uh, or in the business plans of all these um, restaurants. And now we can turn around and start talking about what it takes to reopen. So uh, we're going to try to contact some chefs to, to talk about what it takes to reopen their restaurant after this great hiatus. And there's great news also for, for those people who are important in the kitchen and also important serving the patrons, all of, all of whom are going to be able to go back to work. Right. And I guess the, the problem is actually a shortage in the labor market now, but that's a whole other issue that we can't get into right now. Um, let's just say it's... It's a wrap for today, and um, we'll be ready to jump back on to the restaurant scene yeah, shortly. We'll, and yeah, we'll, next we'll, time, yeah, we'll keep you posted yeah. on what we find out. And in, in the meantime, go out and eat, ladies and gentlemen. Go, go out and enjoy, and uh, make sure also that you get your vaccine before you go. Yes, get vaccinated. Anyhow, um, once again, sweetheart, thank you. Okay. And uh, listen my, my 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 pleasure. Just in case you're wondering, by the way, Anne and Anne and Peter got the vaccine several weeks ago. We're delighted to be able to report that our two grandchildren are just starting that process. Yes, thank you. So uh, so go out there and get it done. Get get. Get a stick in your arm, for heaven's sake. So, a jab, a jab, a jab. Get yourself a jab, and the rest of the world likewise. And in the meantime... next week, same time, same place. Until then, we say bye-bye.